Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy podcast. As you may have heard, there is a new camera on the market that may be very interesting to you. Particularly interesting, I think, to those of you who shoot hybrid or shoot both video and stills. I think that's one of the things that the mirrorless cameras are really trying to hit the sweet spot on. Um, I think all cameras are doing this to, to a certain extent, but of course, uh, Sony is one of the companies that I think is really excelling in that area. And so this last week, we had a new announcement from Sony, the Sony A7R Mark III. Um, and so we have with us Garrett Baird. Uh, Garrett works with the Sony cameras a lot. Uh, he works actually with Sony on some different projects. Um, and, uh, so I wanted to have him on just to talk about this camera in general. Uh, so Garrett, thanks for coming on. What? There's a new camera. I had no idea. Oh, that's crazy. I just bought like three last week. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm stoked. I'm really, really excited. Thank Thanks for having me, Jordan. Absolutely. Yeah, it seems like Sony's coming out with a new camera every week, I think. They just they just keep pushing the envelope and and I, I sometimes do wish they'd slow down a little bit because my uh bank account suffers, but um, <laughs> but, but I just uh wow, some of the new features I'm I really really can't wait to get get my hands on. Yeah. So, let's let's talk about that a little bit, but first like I I kind of alluded to this, but do you agree with me like who's this camera for? Um, I, I really think nowadays when you are either a photographer, videographer, filmmaker, you really can't just be one thing. Uh, I've tried to be just video um, and, and not worry about photography, but the more and more projects we do, the more corporate work we do, we're, we're getting, getting pulled into the photography realm. And so I'm having to you know up our game and, and, and learn some things that I didn't used to know about photography. So I think this is, this is centered towards people who, who want to kind of dip their toes into the water of, of video and, and photography as well. So it's a nice high-res um, images that um, you, you know your our a7s2s that we use uh, 12 megapixel which is good for you know we use those images a lot for social media and things like that but if you're w- working for a higher end client that wants to use these on their website or you know maybe i don't know do a billboard ad something like that that you can really pull these high res images from and and be able to crop in really tight and and just you know rearrange your, your image a little bit and so i i'm really excited about it i have one on pre-order um I've been using the A9 uh, since it came out, and I think that this new um, A7R3 is kind of the best of, of, of both worlds, and I, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah. So you already have the A9. Yes. Why are you buying this as well? Well, the A9, um, for several reasons, but one one thing that I, I'm a little aggravated with you, Sony, about is you didn't give us picture profiles on the A9. And this camera is pushing five thousand dollars, like forty five hundred, and I, I really wish they would have given us picture profiles. But that that, that A nine is really 
specifically designed in my mind for sports photography, uh, for wildlife photography, fast, fast, fast action. If you're doing, you know, birds, uh, if you're on, on the sideline at a football game to get, to get every, every moment you can. And so they really, um, sent it towards the people that, that need that out of it. And it, it was, the video was kind of, kind of like an afterthought. Um, that being said, I've shot oh, maybe 10 or 12 weddings with it. And I do wish it had picture profiles, but the other features that I have that I've gained with it, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back to my, to, to any, anything else at, at this point, unless it's the a7R3. Okay, nice. So this actually does come with a log I see, right? With the yes. S log. Mm-hmm. Are you shooting with log? Very rarely. The only times that I shoot with log, and uh, we have we have four bodies with us at a wedding. Three of those are A7R, or sorry, A7S twos. Uh, only times I really shoot in log is when I'm approached with a a scenario where it's high contrast. So if we're having a first look outside, or even if we're uh, doing a uh, we did a we've been doing a big project for a, an engineering firm out of Indianapolis for the past year and a half. And a lot of it involves going on to, to job sites and work sites. And, you know, we have no control over the time of day we can shoot. They don't want us coming out there with lights and, and any kind of, of, you know, umbrellas, things that can, you know, shade things we just kind of got to get out there and shoot it and be done with it. And we're on their schedule. So if we're shooting at one o'clock in the afternoon, the lighting's going to be awful. You know, you're going to have harsh shadows. It's going to sure. not look as good. So that is an instance where I would pull out the A7S uh, 2 and be able to, to capture that in S-Log uh, 3 so I can uh, still maintain some of that, that details in, in the shadows. Okay. But primarily you're shooting with uh, something that's a little more baked in. What are you, yeah. What are you shooting um, with on the for, for wedding, it's a – oh, i got to remember now. It's a ton of – picture profile 6 – um, highly modified um, to give me the best. What I'm looking forward is the best uh, highlight roll-offs. So with okay. my A7S um, two, the way I have it set up, the the, the highlight roll-offs are really, really nice. With the A9, I have to watch myself because the A9 will blow the highlights a little quicker than the A7S uh, two. The way the way I have it set up. So I just it, it comes down to knowing the limitations of the camera. The the reason why we picked up the A9 um, not 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 limitations, but the, the the strengths of the camera. What's made my life amazing over the last few months with the A9 is the autofocus. It is just it's it's insane. I I don't shoot autofocus at weddings. I don't shoot. I don't film with with autofocus. But um, now I'm at like eighty percent of the day. I'm shooting autofocus. No it's, way. It's really wow. nice. Yes, yes. And I do have. Um, I programmed one of the buttons on the back to. Let's see, it's the auto exposure. Uh, I, th- I forget what button it is, but I think it's the auto exposure cancel button. I programmed that to cancel autofocus. So if I if somebody's going to walk in front of me and they're going to be there for a minute, or if I want to do you know pull my focus from one subject to another, I can just tap that button and it kills my autofocus and I can do what I want and then turn it back on. But mm-hmm. the most stressful part of the day for me in the past has been when that bride's walking towards me down the aisle because mm-hmm. um, I have my good focusing days <laughs> and I have my not so good focusing days, and this has increased my uh, my hit ratio. I mean, it just there is there is 
no out of focus. I mean, she starts from the back, she walks towards me, and it's all in focus, one hundred percent. And you know how you have those you have those bridesmaids who are like are embarrassed or they're they don't like crowds. They're in a crazy hurry and they just hustle right down the aisle. Yep. Uh, the A nine just just locks onto their face and 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 they come right towards me and I I get the whole thing. And so it's a it's a better focus puller than I am and. That's I, I it was really, you know, kinda kinda rough to uh to, to trust that a few times. But sure. I had I had Amber um walk walk down the aisle a few times on our first wedding. I shot with it and I was just blown away. I was like, I can't believe this is this is just knocking that out of the park. Yeah, for sure. Well, I hear so many people online and and to be honest, for a while I was one of them who just said, like, if you're a video professional, you're not gonna use autofocus. Um, but those days maybe are coming to an end. So that's, yeah. you know, that's exciting. It's especially helpful during the toast when you have the, um, no matter how much you tell the wedding planner that, okay, I want the people giving the toast to stand here and stay here. This is where the good light's at. This is, sure. this is where they're at. They're going to occasionally move. In fact, we had one this year who was on one of those hoverboards things and he was what? just, yeah, rolling all over the place. And that made my life. I didn't oh. have the A9 at that point, and I, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> this is crazy. That's ridiculous. So, right? Is this uh, like, was this Casey Neistat uh, wedding? No, no, I wish. No, no, no. no. <laughs> he, he wasn't there, but uh, no, he, the groom, the best man just thought he would be clever, and it was fun. You know, everybody enjoyed it. It was, it was funny, but my life was a living hell for about five minutes. <laughs> uh, but no, like during the toast, you turn on... Um, uh, face uh, detection and uh, just let it roll. And, and when they're walking around turning and, um, and it's supposed to be even better with the, the A7R3, some of the, you know, like right now my A9, sometimes when they, they turn their head and they're facing away from me, it'll kind of start searching for faces again. And at that point I, I just, I just turn the, the, the face detection off. But um, no, on, on the new A7R3, um, from from what I've been seeing from Sony, what they're telling us is that, you know, when they're half of a face is exposed, like when there's somebody's hair, you know, a girl's hair is over one eye, or if they have glasses on, or if they turn their head for a moment, the camera and, and the, the new system inside is smart enough to say, hey, they're still there. I got to, I'm going to wait for a second and, and I'm going to look for uh, the eye, uh, the eyes a little bit longer and I'm going to hang around here and I, that, this is where the eye should be. And so, and I, I see the shape of the head. So I'm going to, I'm just going to hang out there for a minute. And then when they turn back around, that part of their face is, is still in focus and, and the eye focus. I don't know if you've had any, I, I think your, your cameras have, have eye focus, but it, that that's really nice when you're shooting photography to be able to right. just get the, that pinpoint focus right there on their eyes. It's just a nice feature to have because, you know, yeah. If you're like me and you love shooting wide open, if I'm shooting at like one yep. four, their <laughs> their eyebrow may be in focus, but their eyes not. It's crazy. Sure. So that really helps. Yeah, for sure. It looks like something from the future. It's got the box over and then the cross kind of moving around. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like the Terminator tracking the subject. It's it's yep. really really crazy. I do yes. turn it off um, on my A9 when when the bride is walking down the aisle uh, because when she's walking towards me, there are so many faces in the crowd. Yeah, that sometimes sense. if it gets if it if it gets off to the side or something, it, it may try to jump over to somebody's face. Now, it does have uh, you can register faces, so I I haven't tried it. Um, maybe I should do that, <laughs> but you can register faces so that you would actually take a picture of the bride earlier in the day and tell the camera this is priority number one. So yep. when face detection is running, it'll look for that face first. And if it sees other faces, it'll ignore those and stay locked on on that one. So that may be something I, I need to need to try that out. 
Yeah. Yeah, I've tried that with my GH5. It's kind of like it's hit or miss, and I, I really only use it for stills. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still at the point with uh, with that where I just pull focus manually. But yeah. Um, but for stills, it's pretty cool. You can, yeah, like you said, log on someone's face, and it usually gets it right. Uh, right. You know, I've actually, like, saved my wife and my kids and even my dog. They have a thing where you can, like, put in No animals. way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. That's that is funny. Sometimes it thinks things that aren't my dog are my dog, but anyways, <laughs> uh, fun feature though. Nice. So this is a pretty significant autofocus uh, jump from the A7S, correct? Yeah, A7S. I love that camera to death. We've been using it forever, uh, but yeah, I don't I don't trust the autofocus on that especially when I'm uh, shooting in really low lit situations it's it's just contrast detection and it works if you have a lot of light uh, it's not very fast but the A9 with the uh, phase detection and also the uh, new A7R2 sorry 3 there's so many numbers I get them confused <laughs> Uh, camera the names new, are all terrible. Oh, they really they, they like are. Have an overhaul on camera. Names. Yeah, they they need to name them like they name you know uh, storms. Like give them an actual like this is Bob. Yeah. He's the new camera. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite as sexy, but yeah. yeah uh, but yeah, the new. I mean the the, the A nine. Just when I started shooting with it, and I uh, took it out to a. Um, oh, let's see. It's a like a. It's not kung fu. It's a. Uh, I, f- I forget the exact uh, the exact martial art, but a, a groom of ours runs a, a martial arts place in Indianapolis, and we went up there, and I, I spent the day shooting them and um, going through their practicing, and they were practicing with nunchucks and all kinds of things, and just nice. just did the the crazy fast autofocusing and just just nailing it um, was was very very helpful in in getting those shots of the that that fast action. But yeah, with um, like when I when I pick up an A7S2, um, it's manually focused all the way. I, I never use autofocus. It's just just too slow for what I need. Yeah. So this camera is it? Did they grow it any? Is it bigger? Than- From what I've been told, no. It's supposedly okay. the same size as the A7R2, but they've added an additional card slot. Uh, so it has now has that's, dual card slots. That's exciting. Yeah. Right. And they added um, an, another stop of stabilization. So the A7S2 has 4.5 stops of stabilization, whereas the A7, no, sorry, the A9 has five, and now the A7R3 has 5.5. So I don't know if anybody of you have have listened to any other. Uh, uh, guest appearances with Jordan, but we talk talk about before how I love to shoot handheld now. Like yeah. 70, 70 to eighty percent of the day, I shoot handheld. So Same having here. that additional um, stabilization is just going to make my life uh, in post when I'm stabilizing my my crappy handiwork. <laughs> it's going to make make that even even better. I hope. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah the body's the, the same like, size. That's going to be interesting, I think, because I think that was one of the the perks I think of the a nine was that with that little bit bigger, cause the, the a seven series, that's a really small camera body. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even like the GH five is considerably bigger, um, even though it's got the smaller sensor in it. But in, you know, one of the things that people were excited with the a nine was that it had a little bit bigger body. So, you know, you get some perks with that, right. Better battery mm-hmm. yeah. life. Um, you're going to get, you know, less of a, 
you're probably not going to have an issue with overheating. Um, like there was some and some of the you know past Sony's of uh, the A7 line. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see once this comes out if that's an issue at all because it's you know doing some of these extra things. Right. Uh, you know, like being able to like particularly like with the autofocus along with the 4K. Um, that'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, you know, they were able to improve the battery life. It sounds like I don't know how much. Do you know well, anything about that? How much the, they battery, the battery life, life is substantially improved? They went with a whole new battery system, which it, okay. it, I don't understand. It's it's a Sony unicorn magic, but how they have the same body, but they have they added a joystick. I haven't talked about that, which that really is a nice mm. feature. They yeah, added a the joystick. joystick. They made it a touchscreen on the back. Um, they added a new a new battery, and um, let's see. The was, A7S2 wasn't a touchscreen. No. I didn't realize no. that. No, the the A9 is a is a touchscreen as well, and I turned it off for the longest time, and I just started recently u- using it because I can move because I'm using autofocus more. I can move that focus point around just by touching it or using the the, the joystick. Right. And I find myself uh, using both. Uh, sometimes when I'm holding it up to my face, I'll use the joystick. Sometimes when I'm holding it down and getting some lower shots, I'll, I'll use the touchscreen just to move that that focus point around. So that's that's really handy. But yeah, the uh, let's see. On the A7S3, uh, when Amber shoots, she's a heavier shooter than I am because I, I like the eye candy, the setup. A7S2, shots. you mean? Is that what you're yes, talking? I apologize. That's okay. <laughs> yes. it's, everything's a mouthful. I just want to make sure we're talking about the same thing. Right, right. The A7S2. Um, when Amber shoots with it, she goes through six to eight batteries during a day. Uh, she's a heavier shooter than I am. I like more of the, um, you know, the slider shots, the gimbal shots. The, the the, the 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 eye candy stuff and um so let's see i use probably probably six uh, on on the a7s2 with the a9 i use two to three okay so it's uh, a so huge improvement it's a huge improvement they're saying 2.2 2 times whatever but i'm consistently getting uh twice the the, the battery length i was getting out, out of the the older style batteries and that's 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 really nice, especially you know when you have a. Uh, I love shooting with a battery grip just because I have more camera to hold on to, and gotcha. helps me keep my footage you know more stable. And when I have two batteries loaded in there, I'm not changing batteries until you know maybe uh, the right before the reception. Yeah. So I, I go all day on on the, the first two batteries. And of course, if you have a, a Catholic ceremony or a long um, in, you know Indian ceremony things like that, things are going to change. But for the most part, I, I only have four batteries for my A9. And I, I n- never touched the fourth one. I, I don't think yeah. I've ever ever had to plug a, a, a fourth one in. I just I had four just in case you don't know sure. you know what the battery performance is going to be. So I have four, but yeah, I've never had to touch that 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 fourth one. So yeah, it's huge improvement on, over the battery. Are they saying it's the same as what they have in the A seven R three? Same battery? Yes, same battery. I, I sorry, I didn't. Uh, Clarify that. Yes, the same battery in the nice. A7R3 uh, as it is in, in the A9. And I, I I hope, I don't know why they would not do this, but all cameras moving forward in this line need to have that battery. So sure. I, I would assume the A7S, whatever they're going to call it, the new one, probably will, will have this have the same one. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Very cool. So uh, talk to me about this. This was kind of an interesting point as I was you know, reading some about this camera is it's got the same sensor as the previous model. Generally, um, particularly because Sony makes these sensors themselves. Uh, right. Which gives them a, a, you know, a huge advantage. 
Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, basically every camera that's out there has a Sony sensor in it. So uh, talk to me about that. Like they're saying you're going to get much better performance, you know, much more detail and, and better ISO performance, but they put the exact same sensor in it as the previous model. Do you know anything about that? Uh, just, just a little bit. If you're into, um, if you're a nerd like I am, and you're always reading about, um, you know, camera specs and you know who has the latest greatest optics in their, you know, iPhone 10 or whatever, uh, there, there's a, a phrase that has been uh, pushed around a lot called, oh shoot, I just forgot it. I had it in my mind and just forgot it. Oh, here it is: computational photography or, or computational. Um, um, imaging. So we can have the same sensor, but they Sony has the new, um, and I, I apologize, Sony, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's that Bion's, Bion's X processor. Uh, right. And they've had, they got a new one in, in the A7R um, 3. And with the um, old, it's not an old sensor, but with the same sensor as in the, the A7R 2, um, they're able to do more with it because they have more processing power built in there. So they, they, they can pull more out of that with a, with a, with a bigger, fatter processor. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I know there's definitely more to it than just the sensor, mm-hmm. um, you know, when it comes to, to getting cleaner images. Like, for example, with the GH5, I'm getting cleaner images at higher ISO from video than I am from the stills. And I think part of that is just the way that's processing the right, video, yeah. you know, from file to file, like, or uh, sorry, from frame to frame, it basically, the processor will analyze the noise um, because in video, the noise moves, right? And so it'll right. take that noise and remove it. Um, so you get cleaner images out of video than you do out of, uh, you know, stills. So I know there's all kinds of different ways to attack the, you know, the limitation of a higher ISO image um, and, and a new updated sensor is just one of those things. So. Right. And another thing about the, the new sensors that Sony's putting in there is, is it's a, it's a gapless arrangement. So the sensors um, sitting right on top of, of the chip. So this enables the, the, the sensor and the, um, the chip to work faster together. So there, there's less um, transfer of, of information. And I, I, I'm, I apologize if I, I'm talking a little out of my realm right now. I'm getting real nerdy, and I've just uh, I had a conversation with one of their uh, uh, one of one of their uh, uh, people, and and he was telling me about it. And I had I had tried to re- retain that that info, but it's really really a uh, little beyond my my tech expertise. But from what I understand, that sensor sits on top of the chip and just does a better job of uh, being able to transfer information quicker. Yeah, and okay. give it, I, it looks like on the A7R. Three, we're going to have, um, I'm assuming with S-Log3, the 15 stops of di- dynamic range, which I'm excited for. I heard that from someone, but I don't know, you know. At this point, a lot of this is is speculation, right? I mean, we right. get the and specs, you- but when you talk about something like dynamic range, we kind of have to wait for, you know, a third-party DxO mark, um, you know, to, to say, here's what it sure, is. Sure, sure, yeah. And, I don't know. I, I, I take all those DxO ratings with a lot of salt, um, you know. Just yeah, and, and Sony's having a really good run with them right now. So let's, let's sure. keep it up, guys. But, yeah, um, I love reading specs. I love, you know, looking at all the 0.2, mega, 42.2, blah, blah, blah. I love that, but I want to get it in my hand and get it in a real-world working environment and, and see what it does for me, you know. Yeah. 
For sure. Yeah, actually on uh, B&H, it does say 15 stops of dynamic range. So that's what they're nice. that's what they're claiming. And I know, you know, I've seen before where they say this is the amount and it comes out with more or less when DXO rates it. So sure, you know, sure. It's, it's all it's all pretty subjective and, you know, DXO does it their thing in a vacuum and it's not necessarily all that real world kind of thing. So anyways, it will be good in dynamic range. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> we, will be. We know this. It'll have more than we, I think, need for, for the wedding film industry. Um, you know, with my A9, I'm not getting that dynamic range. I'm getting with my A7S2, but you know what? I I love it nonetheless. Yeah. And I just shoot a little bit differently and uh, use my zebras a little bit differently because I know the highlights are going to roll off a little quicker. But uh, while I was talking about the A9, I, I hope this is the same way with the A7. R3, but to anybody who shoots 4K on their A7S2 will know that when you turn on 4K, the screen dims down. I, I don't know if that's to help with overheating or to help with uh, battery life or maybe a little bit of both. With the A9, um, when you turn on 4K recording, that screen does not dim, and that makes a huge difference. That's one of my mm-hmm favorite features when I first started using it I was just so happy because I could see the screen outside and didn't even have to use the viewfinder and then if it's really sunny there's there's an outdoor mode that you you kick on and it uh, makes it even brighter so so you can see in those really um, uh, bright environments and I hope they do that with the a7r3 because as you know weddings you go outside you do photo shoots sometimes it's really really hard to see that little screen on the back kind of becomes a mirror at times if it's not bright enough but yeah on the a7s2 you turn on 4k recording and there is a set brightness that you cannot turn up and it's okay indoors but outdoors it's really really tough to see without using the uh the built-in oled viewfinder so that was a nice feature with the a9 that i really hope they carry over to the a7r3 yeah for sure so tell me in terms of Obviously, this is a camera that's meant for someone who's going to be doing both stills and video. Uh, you are a heavy A7S shooter because, you know, you're doing, uh, you know, probably primarily video, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, so talk to me about how you see this camera fitting into your workflow on a wedding day alongside your A7Ss. I think that if it's everything I'm hoping it's going to be, it will probably replace all but one of our cameras. I'll probably sell my A9. I'll probably sell two of our A7Ss and mm. and re- replace it with this. Um, I want to keep at least probably one A7 because there are A7S2, so excuse me. Uh, there are scenarios where lighting is just not available. You know, the way I used to shoot when we first started, I didn't light anything. I didn't care. I love the low light uh, capability. The, the more mature I get as a filmmaker, the more I want to have control of the lighting and bring my own lighting, uh, which sometimes you just you just can't do. Sometimes there's your lighting set up for the toast, let's say, and you see on the schedule it says, okay, we're going to do the toast, we're going to do first dances, then we're going to have served dinner, and then we're going to do the cake. And then you get to the reception, and they say, you know what, we're going to do the cake first. We totally changed our mind. And you're like, ah, right. oh, I can't do that right now. You know, my lights are set up for over there, even though they're on battery packs, I, there's just not enough time to move it. So you look over, and of course, the cake is in a black hole in the corner. 
Uh, so in that situation, that would be a good time for at least one of us to be to be shooting on the A7S2 to make sure you know we're, we're going to get a, a really really good image in that low low lit situation. And a lot of our weddings now, uh, they'll have like pin lights on the cake, um, so maybe the cake is lit up really bright, but the people aren't. So to have a dynamic range of 15 stops, or you know, with the with the A7R2. Uh, sorry, sorry, three A7R three may be enough to give us both um, the the faces of the couple and the cake too. But that's that's the kind of situations that that are kind of make your life rough. And so having the um, having the option to grab an A7S two out of your kit uh, would would be great. And so I don't think I'll, I think I'm going to keep that until maybe their A7S three or a nine S whatever, whatever they're going to make comes out and, and replace it with that. But yeah, for right now, I, I think the a seven R two is, is sorry. A seven R three is looking like a really good replacement for the majority of our, our cameras. So anybody wants to buy a slightly used a nine. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Is running your business taking away from the time that you have to make better wedding films? Do you feel disorganized? What happens when a hot lead goes cold after your first email response? Do you have a system in place to stay in contact with them? Do you find yourself asking, where was that bride's phone number again, and have they paid their invoice or not? Which package do they get, and what are their deliverables? How organized are your financial records when it comes to tax time? Wouldn't it be awesome if you could afford forty dollars or $50,000 to pay someone to take care of all this extra stuff for you? I've got an idea. How about you sign up for 17 hats and pay just $300 a year to let their amazing online software take care of all of this for you. Before I got 17 hats, I was buried in a sea of unorganized emails, spreadsheets, bank statements, receipts, sticky notes, Google Docs, and more. I was letting hot leaves go cold because I couldn't remember who to stay in contact with. I was spending weeks trying to get my tax records organized from my accountant. It was awful. And now I pay 17 hats, just $300 a year, and they do all of that for me. It's like having a full-time assistant working around the clock on your business, making sure that everything is organized, invoices are paid on time, and making you look like a real pro to your clients. And now, 17 Hats is giving you an amazing offer. When you use the link at the top of our website, WeddingFilmAcademy.org, you'll get 15% off the list price, and it's a great way for you to help keep us making great content each week for you. If you want to learn more about 17 Hats, go back in the archives and listen to the podcast that we did with them. We actually got to chat with the CEO and one of the VPs of 17 Hats for an hour. So definitely go back and listen to that podcast as well if you want to learn more. Thanks a ton. Let's get back to the show. Tell me about, this is interesting, I think, just because the way that Sony has has gone with the A7 line, you know, the A7, the A7R, the A7S, um, I think it's it's interesting. It's been interesting to see the way that people are using these different cameras in different situations. And obviously, you know, if you're using the A7S, you're using it exclusively for the purpose of like, I need this camera because it can shoot in great low light, right? right. That's the reason you right. choose that over the other ones because, you know, it's not going to be the best stills camera because it's only 12 megapixels and that kind right. of thing. So, um, so with a camera like the a7r3 and of course you don't have one yet but uh we can kind of compare it i think in terms of image wise probably pretty closely to the a9 
um, I would I would assume, and maybe that's not a safe assumption. I I would not assume that. Uh, okay. Because right now, if you compare the A7, from what I've been told, I haven't um, I haven't done my own comparisons. I own both cameras, but if you compare the A7R2 to the A7, sorry, the A9, um, the image quality. I don't want to say it, it's it's worse, but it's not quite as as good as the A7R2 as far as resolution and some of some of the highlights. Gotcha. So I mean they they both do great, but the sure. A7R is is for that resolution and is, is still going to be uh, capture a, a broader um, dynamic range than the A9. The A9 is built for speed. Gotcha. I mean it's 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 absolutely built for speed. So I think the A7R. Sorry, I'm getting really <laughs> confused all these numbers, right? I think the ALXF2, you know. No, but the, the A7R3 is going to be a, a, a camera that if you need the absolute best image, um, that's the one you need to, to, to gravitate towards. Okay. Yeah, so I guess I was kind of thinking more in terms of like how far how far would you expect to be able to push your – uh, your ISO in video compared to your A7S II because it sounds like you're you definitely don't expect it to be as good as the A7S II because you're keeping one of those right right if you were just to obviously this is complete speculation but based off of everything sure. you know with Sony um, what would you kind of expect or hope uh, realistically you know that that's a, a pure speculation. I I haven't put it in my hands. It's supposed to be you know really really good in in cleaning up some of that ISO uh, with its its processing power. So I think that remains. I really can't speak to that because I haven't haven't used it. If uh, like the A nine, obviously I don't push that as far as I do the A seven S two. But I don't really it's it's like you know back 10 years ago when we were comparing you know iso noise it was so obvious that you know this camera can only go this far and it just the iso noise just just turned the image to just absolute junk whereas nowadays some of the higher iso and 4k it's i want to say it's almost like film grain it's it's so um tiny that i really don't care if there's a little bit of it in my image depending on what i'm shooting and the way we light our our receptions now low light isn't low light performance isn't as important as it used to be to me sure now on the a9 um I, i'm trying to remember i i don't really i don't really know what i what i what i would i would i would limit it to because what i've been shooting now um it's like i haven't had to push the a9 in in those situations yet i haven't been in a really low light situation where i really had to sure. to, to crank it up i know i've used ten thousand iso and I, I thought that was fine. Whereas, you know, the, the A7S II, uh, I've used, you know, double that in the past and it was fine. So sure. it just, I, I really can't speak to that knowing until I get it. Yeah. I mean, like you were saying, it's like so much of it now for you. And I think for many people in the industry who are doing great stuff is they're going to light their scenes as much right. as possible. And so the higher ISO performance, while it's really nice to have in particular situations, you're not going to use it 99% of the time. You know, I actually did a poll recently online asking people, what's the highest ISO that you go up to on a regular basis? And the vast, the, the, uh, the number that stood out far more than anything else was 3,200 ISO. Oh, wow. Um, and so for most people, 
Um, and, and below that, actually, the next number besides 3,200 was actually 1,600. Um, hmm. So, you know, most people aren't going above that 3,200 threshold on a regular basis yeah. anyways, whether it's because they think their camera can't handle it well or whether it's because they're lighting their scenes, um, you know, in a way to make their subjects look more attractive anyways. Whatever mm-hmm. the case is, most people aren't going above that threshold anyways. Yeah, because cameras so, nowadays are getting so, so just good at capturing light. It's ridiculous. Exactly, right. Yeah, and, and a lot of us are using prime lenses and being able to shoot, you know, at 1.2, 1.4. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so it's, it begins to make the issue of, well, can it shoot at 10,000 ISO, you know, kind of a moot point, except for those rare cases, like you mentioned, you know, you have to shoot the cake cutting in a black hole. Right. Um, so I think there is there for people who are who are saying, you know, do I choose the A seven R three or the A seven S two, and they're trying to figure out, you know, uh, do I need the A seven S two because of low light? The answer is, you know, probably very rarely would you need that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Especially, you know, like like we had a wedding this weekend, and it was on a on a stage, and it was. I love working with this planner because she always, um, she always, always, always lights the stage, no matter where it's at, no matter if it's outside in the tent, she lights the stage. And nice. I I was below two hundred ISO on my A nine. I mean, it was it was That's the awesome. lighting was just just beautiful. But if you're in a situation where you know you know you don't. Don't have the luxury of stage lighting. Um, e- even then, you know you're still these cameras perform so well that you're not um, going to really need to push it. Now, in in the instance um, on the same wedding, um, we had somebody give a toast and they didn't come out where they were supposed to. They stayed at their seat and there was up lighting behind them. So in that situation, you know I was able to. Um, Amber was shooting on the A7S2. She was able to capture their face and get that in really, really good exposure, but there was uplighting behind her, and right. that was just blown out bright as the sun. Sure. I mean, I mean, I'll be able to recover some of that, but it was just a situation where she was it was the backlight from hell, and and we had to get what we could get while it was happening. But because we had the low light performance, we were able to expose really nicely for her face, even though the background was blown blown out, and still be able to to, to capture it in a relatively um, um, decent way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, clearly it's a great perk to have. Yeah. Um, you know, whether or not you're going to use it 99% of the time, for most people, probably not. Yeah. If I had to decide to either have low light performance or um, amazing uh, bright lit screen and battery and ridiculous autofocus, I'm going to go for all that stuff. I, yeah. I think I'm at a point now I could leave, you know, low light performance. The, the definition of low light performance has changed over the last 10 years. And we're to a point now, like we were just talking about, that it's, it's just things are performing so much better than they used to. It, it's almost a moot point 90% of yep. the time. Yeah. And the other factor is just that LED, battery powered LED lights have gotten fantastic. Yeah. You know, the, the batteries on them can last a very long time, particularly whenever you get the super thick, uh, you know, the, oh, yeah, the triple the big Sony thick batteries. Sony batteries. Yeah. You know, uh, when you put those on your LEDs, I mean, you can, you can go all night. 
uh, you know, with, yeah. with one set of, of batteries and it be a fantastic looking light that matches the color of the rest of the lights in the room. Right. And you can shoot most of the reception at under 800 ISO. All right. Yeah. And we were just uh, a company, they're called PRL Lighting, just sent us their LED panels to test out. We're, we're testing them right now and they're, they're really, um, uh, you know, for the size, they're really powerful and it's, it's, it's lights like that. That um, that just you know make your life easier. I'll never go back to a system where I have to plug anything in. I'll never do that. Yeah, um, you know, that got rid of my 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 Dito lights because of that. I just that's too much to set up for me. So little battery powered LED lights. You know these things fit in my um, think tank bag. Pop them up, put on a stand, put a battery on it, and just just go. And uh, and I yeah, just the LED lighting has has made our lives so much easier. And those keep getting better as well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I, I still have my two Dito lights, but I cannot remember the last time I pulled them out. Yeah, I love and... them. They give great light, but man, they're just in some of these um, receptions. We have to, you know, if we want to move the lights around, if I have those, I can't. You know, we yeah. have some great uh, stands called cheetah stands that when you pick them I up, love the legs those stands. right. Yes. You pick them up, the legs automatically fold in. You can move them to a different position and just sit it down. They fold out. Whereas if I'm on something that's plugged in or a, something that takes on those big V mount batteries, I, I did, that's too much. That's just too much for me for, for my, yep. for my, the way I shoot. So having something light and nimble like that is, is really nice. Yeah. Not to mention you have to have your oven mitts on if you're going to move those. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Those things will yeah. burn your hands off. Yeah. These, yeah, those lights they sent me, um, uh, I did not pay for them. They did send them to me to test out, and that's what I'm working on right now. But yeah, they're PRL lighting. They're LED panels, but they're check them out. They're they're uh, really the, they're the the guys that put these together. We used to work in the uh, the film industry, so they know a lot about lighting. Nice. Yeah, I I have been using some panels, but also I recently uh, Photodiox sent me the uh, Pop Spot. I think it's a little bit hard to find right now because they're having issues with. Um, you know, getting enough of them out there because uh, people were buying spot? them. Yeah, they're called the Pop Spot. Um, I've heard of those. Photo Deox, but they are awesome. They're they call them Pop because they're like the size of a Coke can. Oh, uh, okay, that's that's clever. Yes, but when you when you add the battery, there's like a battery uh, uh, accessory that you can add I on, so that. it goes from a battery. When you do yeah. that, it's like the size of two cans of Coke. Okay. Um, but they are really fantastic. They don't have like the throw of a Dito light. Yeah, that's um, one thing you give up when you give those up is the throw. Yes, but it still has pretty good throw. Um, and also it gives that same effect of a spotlight mm-hmm. while not being crazy hot, while being completely portable. Um, and so and it is focusable. It's not, again, it's not as focusable as a Dito, but it is a focusable light. And so I've become nice. a big fan of that in combination with, you know, a couple of LED panels. I'll have, so. to, have to check that out. I'm a big fan of, of the, um, uh, the, the LED panels that are, that are small and flat like a book. I, I like yeah. that size configuration because it fits in my case very yep. well. That's what I normally use. The, I think it's the 312 DS or something like that from Photodeox as well. My yeah. favorite light that so you, we're getting a uh, rat hole here, but uh, rabbit hole. my favorite light right now, unfortunately, oh, I forget who makes it. Um, they're very small and powerful. The Bolt 250 or something like that. Um, yes, they just came I've out not too that. long ago. They're, 
they're the closest thing that for for my needs that I need, but that they're I'm not happy with the build quality and they're kind of falling apart on me. And uh, mm-hmm. but they have like a, like a, a remote. Um, they're extremely small, uh, high output. You can change the color temperature, but there's there's several uh, things like they just they literally are falling apart on me. The, the little little. Uh, that's the torch, right? Yeah, yeah, torch, torches. Yeah, it's it's I've, their, I've heard their good new version. About those as well, I just I haven't I haven't used one just because I I started with Photo Deox and they work great for me. So cool. Yeah, I'm I'm always on the look on the lookout for a better light because the these are just not what I, I mean. There's closest I can that I for what my my needs right now. But uh, yeah, I need to I need to check out those Photo Deox. Those looks interesting. Here's another little tip for you because uh, I've been in the same situation you're talking about, and I have a light that that solves that problem of they changed the plan up and now the cake cutting's in a dark hole. Right. So it's the Young Nuyo YN360. What? <laughs> yes. That's a mouthful. Yes, wow. It's a, it's a terrible Young Nuyo. Man, that's a terrible name. Um, but the YN360, it's like it's only like 75 bucks. And it's basically like a lightsaber. Um, but you can oh, change. Well, I can love change it now. The, yes, you can change the temperature of it. But you can also change it within like a million different colors, like you know, red, green, blue, purple, yellow. Uh, but then you can also just change between tungsten and uh, daylight balanced as okay. well. So um, is it so similar to like the uh, the ice light thing? It's kind of similar. Uh, it's mm-hmm. instead of being rounded, it's kind of more like a. I mean, it's long like that, you know. Okay. But it's you know, it's like four hundred dollars cheaper than the ice light. Plus the ice light, yeah. ice light only does one color. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, this light does every color under the sun. Okay. Um, and it's, yeah, 75 bucks and it uses those same batteries that you use for everything else. So, uh, super awesome just to be able to carry that with you when you have your lighting set up on this side of the room and you need to go to that side real quick. You just grab that little light wand. That's and clever. Carry it with yeah. Because I refuse to put a light on top of my camera. <laughs> it will not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you hold your camera down here on a monopod and you just hold this one up in your left hand and you're good to go. Maybe we need to invent a, a hat similar to the one that you're wearing now, yes. but with a light holder on top. That is genius. There we go. I think that's probably, Gary Fong's probably already coming out with that. <laughs> and for those of you uh, who don't can't see, he's wearing an amazing trucker hat with a big, fat Hot dog, dog wiener on the top. That's right. Nice. It's my hot dog man hat. I was, <laughs> I was telling him before. I so we're. I guess this show will actually come out on Halloween. So in honor of Halloween, I'll tell you my Halloween story. I've become the hot dog man on my street. So if you want to be the best neighbor around, you too can take this idea. Feel free. Become the hot dog person. Nice. So what I do is I just take my grill out on the front porch. And I grill up about 75 hot dogs. If I'm running low, I'll cut them in half. Uh, but I've become known in my neighborhood as the hot dog man. Kids will run down the streets. They'll pass all the other houses yelling, there's the hot dog man. Nice. <laughs> and it brings me so much joy. I'm super excited about Halloween this year. Oscar Meyer, if you're listening, this would be a good opportunity for a new sponsorship. Exactly. <laughs> the Wedding Film Academy, brought to you by Oscar, Oscar Wieners. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, awesome. Very cool. Well, uh, since we have gone off on a complete different tangent, ended up yeah, talking a little about bit. wieners and whatnot, uh, let's do a pick of the week. 
So what is your pick of the week? Well, let's keep it in the Sony camera family right now. I just got this week the new Sony RX0. Mm. And it is, I want to say it's a GoPro light camera, but it's it's not. It's similar it's in like size. GoPro but, Pro. Yeah, it's similar in size, <laughs> but that's where the similarities end. Um, it's a very robust metal crush proof uh, piece of kit that I'm looking forward to um, using. It has, uh, this is what I don't understand. Sony, you, you, the, my $4,500 A9, you didn't give me picture profiles and S-Log, but on this little tiny sub $1,000 action cam kind of thing, you give me S-Log. I, I appreciate, no I appreciate, but it has S-Log and um, <laughs> there are some weddings where uh, we have like animals and puppies walking down the aisle and, and and with those animals there's also children which are mostly animals i think too but <laughs> the fl- <laughs> this comes from a non-parent but yeah so i'm thinking for the, my next wedding i'm going to clamp this to the bottom of my monopod and for a super low angle as the little kids come up the aisle or as a little little doggy walks down the aisle so i i can get just you know some a little different but it's it's a, it's a Looks like a little black ice cube. It's so small, has a Zeiss um, 35 millimeter equivalent built in, so you're not going to get any of that big fish eye um, like you'd get with like a, a GoPro or, or something like that. And I tell you where else I'm going to use it. We have some churches that you're not allowed to be up front at all. The closest you can be is like, um, um, at least as far as for the processional, is like six pews in from the back, and that's that's nothing because the church is really long. So I could see myself hiding this little sucker up front somewhere under a pew and getting a low, wide angle of the bride coming down the aisle. Not pre- as preferred as you know way I usually get it, but I would still have you know something. So I think it's just a fun yeah. little piece of gear to have in your kit and uh, and to capture a really nice image. It also does up to. Oh, I think the frame rate goes way up there, but if it is shooting, I think I know it has two forty frames per second. So if you want to do some fun slow mo stuff, that'd be cool too. Nice, awesome, very nice pick of the week. So my pick of the week is not going to be Sony related, um, as you can <laughs> probably figure. guess. <laughs> um, but I'm actually going to do. Uh, so if you if you edit on a MacBook Pro and you wanted to upgrade or you have upgraded to the new MacBook Pro, which has nothing but USB-C yeah. on it, you are possibly in dongle hell. So I have found, I have searched far and wide. I have spent way too much money on various dongles. And I have found two dongles that are fantastic and lots of dongles that are terrible. Um, so I'm going to give you those two dongles that are fantastic. One's actually not a dongle. One's like a dock. So it is from OWC, Otherworld Computing. Oh yeah. They make great Um, stuff. They do make fantastic stuff. And so this one has, uh, the ability to, uh, I've actually mounted it underneath my desk and then run all the wires up under my desk. Like, uh, Oh yeah, that's smart wired them all up it's pretty awesome it makes my desk look super cool too <laughs> but it's got the sd card slot in the front as well as a usb slot in the front so you can like slide in your regular usb sticks or or an extra external hard drive or something but then it's got an extra five usb 3 uh, 3.1 
uh, ports in the back as well as uh, some extra USB-C and a couple other things. Uh, I'm not sure if it's all hidden right now. Um, but it's really awesome because I'm basically running uh, my... I have my MacBook here uh, sitting to my side, uh, sitting vertically, and a big monitor in front of me, my 4K monitor in front of me. So basically, I run only two cords to it. Um, I run one cord direct to this big dock, and then the other uh, USB-C runs a USB-C to HDMI uh, that connects to my monitor. I just wanted that one separate. makes a little bit more reliable connection. Um, and then separate everything else through this one USB-C that brings in five different hard drives for me. Um, in addition to nice. be able to connecting my SD cards and any other flash drives I may need to pop in from time to time. And so, and also uh, powers the machine. Um, so that is the, the most fantastic one ever if you're going to be sitting at your desk. But if you need to go on the road, um, I have tested so many dongles. <laughs> uh, and this one is by far the best. It's called Hutu, H-O-O-T-O-O. Uh, it has a SD card slot. I wish it had micro SD, but it doesn't. It has SD, and then it has three USB Type 3, an HDMI, and then an extra uh, USB Type C to be able to run power through it as well. Nice. That's um, a good feature. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So if you're looking for the ultimate travel dongle, it's the Hutu, H-O-O-T-O-O. Um, I think it's called the Shuttle. Anyways, uh, it's a fantastic one. The other ones I've tested, they just they run something slow, you know, whether it's it's not really USB type three, it just happens to be blue. Or right. yeah. or the SD card is painfully slow or something like that. But this one, everything is blazing fast on, so don't waste your money on all nice. the other ones. Buy this one. I think it's 70 or $80. Um, and it even matches the color of your MacBook. So There you go. No, the OWC, we have one of their docks um, on our our, uh, our our Mac Pro. And it has – I needed um, – we have some what we call legacy hard drives that are still Firewire, you know. Yep. Uh, that are GTEC. We probably had for 10 years. And we every once in a while, we have to grab some stuff off of them. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, this has bought... firewire as well, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Keep keeping that legacy products alive. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But yeah. We, we have one of their uh, OWC docs. It, it's great. In fact, we did a, a review, I think on our, on our, uh, YouTube channel. But yeah. They're good stuff. It's called Thunderbolt three doc. I had to lean over to look at it, but Thunderbolt three doc from OWC. I think it's, it's kind of expensive two or $300. I yeah. Forgot. Yeah, um, yeah. We don't have the, the new MacBook Pro, but we did just upgrade to new iMacs, and they all have the uh, USB C connectors. And so we're we're touching that dongle hell a little bit because uh, all of our our G Tech uh, hard drives are the um, Thunderbolt two and three. So or, I'm sorry, Thunderbolt two. So they have that a new connector for Thunderbolt three. So everything takes a fifty dollar Apple dongle. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've stuck with all my hard drives being USB. Um, three point three point oh or three point one, yeah, which has made it nice to be able to that 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 be, seems to be the one that's staying alive. Um, and I also think I, I could be wrong about this because I'm not the biggest tech nerd when it comes to all this stuff. But I did a bit of research and found that it seems when you're talking about hard drives, particularly spinning drives, 
it doesn't really matter a whole lot whether you upgrade to the uh, you know the better port because the the speed of the spinning drive itself is kind right. of the weakest the weakest link. So if you have yep. 3.0 going paying the extra money for the faster you know USB Type C or or Thunderbolt two or whatever the case may be spending money where it's not really doing anything good. Yeah, so, the only time you really need to worry about that is if you're running like a RAID zero and you're like doing six or eight drives on the same RAID and and that will give you faster speeds. But so for like mo- daisy chaining them or something, or well, like um, we use a, a GTEC Studio, oh, what's it called, Speed or something. But it takes it takes it's called Scary RAID because it, it's our editing drive. So it, it takes you know four, six, eight. Um, drives and it, it it stripes them so it writes to all at the same time so if okay. one hard drive fails the whole thing's done yeah yeah. so this is obviously not where we store our projects this is where what we edit off of just to, we edit 4k so we get that extra speed out of yep. so when you're using something like that that would be like the only time where you know in fact we're, we're still running um for the firewire 2 we're not we're not even i'm sorry thunderbolt 2 we're not really worried about the thunderbolt 3 right now because even using that thunderbolt 3 is 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 just it's not needed for you know again the hard drives as your 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 choke point the slowest yep. point of the whole process so so yeah that's that's USB 3 still rocking you know do that for sure yeah awesome well this has been by far the nerdiest show we have ever done nerd um, talk but you know most of us <laughs> probably most of our listeners are big nerds like we are so that's fantastic Hope you've loved this show. Uh, Garrett, where can people go to find out more about what you're doing? Oh, don't look for me. There's, I've, I'm not interesting at all. Just just ignore me <laughs> entirely. No. Uh, you can check us out at um, uh, inamics.com is our, our main wedding film website. That's E-Y-E-N-A-M-I-C-S. And I think there's links on there to some of our educational stuff, which has been severely lacking over the last few months. October, like we always call it every year, is our Rocktober, and we haven't had much time for... Uh, reviews or tips and tricks like we have on our gear glasses and gadgets YouTube page but that is coming um, soon I think our last wedding of the year is in uh, next month so we'll be have some some more great content that we already have shot just have to get it edited and and put up but yeah gear glasses and gadgets on YouTube and inamics.com on the interwebs nice and 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 Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff Yes. So you too can nerd out with Garrett and his wife, Amber, to talk all things video, photo, and Star Wars. Star Wars. And if you could see the video right now, you would see a giant-ass lightsaber in the background. That's what's making that red light back there. (laughs) I was wondering. See, we're we're total nerds. So you're not only nerds, but you're nerds on the dark side, I can see. Oh, oh, yeah. Dark side all the way. <laughs> He's holding up his tattoo here. Can't quite tell what it was. It was upside down. Or was it? It's a female stormtrooper riding an ATAT holding a Sony camera. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fanboy at all. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> that is definitely the nerdiest thing I've ever seen, but I love it. Hey, love you know it. what? You know what? You, you sometimes you just got to let your freak flag fly. I believe in that for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on. This has been awesome. Thanks so much for having me again. Love it. Anytime, man. Awesome. The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show and help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org 
to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comments section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.